Hello and welcome to our all-age service. This is my first time up here, so I'm like, Ugh. so just bear with me, please. Um, this is going to be interactive today, so if I ask a question, it means I'm expecting an answer. And this is not just for the kids, okay? So I'm expecting grown-ups to answer as well. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to play a quick game. And I think Paul might have already given you the answer to it, but anyway. So I've got some jumbled letters on the board up over here, and I need you to unjumble them. So when you know what they are, and it's one word, if you mix all the green and the red together, it becomes one word. So once you know what it is, put your hand up so I can ask somebody. It's not a hard word. Paul, they were really listening well. Anybody? Sorry, Cecilia? Excellent. Expecting. So what we're talking about today is expecting. So what does expecting mean? Expecting means looking forward to or hoping for. And as Christmas is full of expectation. We're all looking forward to something or hoping for something. So I want to ask you, first of all, what are you expecting this Christmas? So it could be anything. So kids, adults, what are you expecting this Christmas? A lion. Brilliant. Are you going to get it? It's the question, Chantel. Anybody else expecting or looking forward to anything else? Excellent. Christmas. And you're making it as well, which is even better. <laughs> Any of the kids expecting anything or looking forward to getting something this Christmas? Noah. Just Christmas in general. You're looking forward to all of it. Oh, excellent. He loves it all. And Christmas dinner. And okay, pigs and blankets specifically. Excellent. There's somebody who loves Christmas. I've been to their house. They love Christmas. So we're all expecting different things. Some people will be expecting um, lovely food or a lion. Or maybe you're expecting games and toys. So what do you think God's favorite game is? Nobody, any ideas what God's favorite game is? Oh, that's going to make God really sad. Would you like to know what God's favorite game is? God's favorite game, correct, Noah. Is, I didn't prime him. It is indeed hide and seek. God is really, really good at the seeking part. He will hunt you down. That makes it sound bad. But he will, like... He will, be, he will just keep looking for you until he finds you. But he's really bad at the hiding part because he's going, I'm over here. Hello, hello, come over here and find me. And that's a bit of what we're doing today. We're expecting, we're looking for God. We're going to see where we can find him. So I want to tell you a story, but I need your help. So I've given some of the kids uh, pictures to hold up. So do you want to hold up your picture now just so that you know that that's you? And it's different characters in the story. Now, you need to listen really, really carefully to my story. And if we're listening, that means that we're not talking to anybody else and we're looking up here. Okay, so I've got, I can see an angel, I can see some wise men, and I've got a star there, I think, as well. So all the main characters from our Christmas story are here. Okay, put them down. And when you hear me mention your character, you hold it up. Okay, this is where I have to try and remember the story correctly. Okay. So Joseph left Nazareth, a town in Galilee, and went to Bethlehem. Jackie, not yet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're given the answers. Um, and, and, okay, let's start that again. So Joseph left Nazareth, a town in Galilee, 
and went to Bethlehem in Judea. While he was there, Joseph registered with Mary because they were engaged to be married and she was having a baby. Now, while she was there, the time came for her to have her baby and she gave birth to a little boy. She wrapped him in cloth and she laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. That night, some shepherds were out in the fields near Bethlehem watching over their sheep when suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared before them and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. The shepherds were terrified. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. I bring you news of great joy for everyone because tonight your Savior has been born, the Messiah, the Lord. And they were amazed. They were absolutely amazed. So running Mary and Joseph, or running the shepherds left the fields and went to Mary and Joseph. And there they found the baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Now Jesus was born during the reign of King Herod. And after Jesus was born, some wise men came from the east to worship him. And they got there and they said to the people, where is the child who was born to be king of the Jews? Because we saw the star that showed us that he was born. We saw a star rise in the east and we followed it and we have come to worship him. But nobody knew. When the wise men got to the baby Jesus, he was with his mother. And then they went and they bowed down and they worshipped him. That is our story for today. But you know what? That story is full of people who were expecting great things, who were expecting things to be a certain way. But that's not what happened. They didn't get what they expected. Joseph expected to get a room in an inn. But instead, he got hay in a stable. But he wasn't disappointed. He was thankful because he got to be part of God's plan. The shepherds expected a quiet night in a field. But instead, they got a visit from an angel. And they were excited. They were so excited. They ran from their field all the way down to Bethlehem and told everybody that they found about the newborn king. The shepherds also, they were used to being overlooked. That's what they expected from people. But you know what? Instead, they were chosen. God picked them to be the first people to hear about Jesus, to be the first people who got to worship him. And then the wise men, they expected to find the baby king in a, pal the, the baby king in a palace. But instead, they found a baby in a manger. They weren't disappointed. They worshipped because they understood who Jesus was. They understand the important role that he had. So here we have lots of people who had things that they were looking forward to, but they weren't disappointed. They got so much more than they had expected. So I want to ask you now, what were you expecting when you came to church today? Were you expecting to meet with God when you came to church today? Because God was expecting to meet with you. He was looking forward to it. He has been hoping for it. It has been filling him. It's the biggest dream that he has was to meet with you this morning. So I think that that's what we should do now. And we're going to do it the way that we do it in rockets and kids. So put your hands out, everybody. Close your eyes. 
And the reason that we put our hands out is because we can give God the things that are getting in the way. So we give him the things that make us sad, the things that have made us angry, the things that have hurt us today, we, or things that we need to say sorry to God for. And when we give those away, that clears a space for us to hear from God and to meet with God. And when we meet with God, it can feel quite funny. We can feel a tingling or a heat in our hands. We maybe feel like we've got butterflies in our tummy. Maybe sometimes God will paint a picture in your head or he puts a word in your head. He speaks to you. And you know what? God's voice sounds just like yours, but God only says things that are kind and loving. And he will only say things that will help you to be more like him. And God wants you to choose him today. He wants you to choose to spend time with him today, tomorrow, and all the tomorrows. But we need to sit quietly and do that. Whether it's for one minute or five minutes, God will take whatever time that we can give him. He's expecting you today. And if God has said something to you today in this quiet time here, then why don't you share that with somebody else? If it's a grown-up, why don't you tell one of your kids or just tell somebody near you? Or kids, if God has shown you a picture or said something to you, why don't you share that with a grown-up today? Well, um, last week uh, during our carol services, we took up an offering and uh, just want to let you know that we, together with Gift Day, we raised £1,001, which is fantastic. And that will go to Home for Good, which will make a significant uh, difference in people's lives. So great, great thanks to you for that. Next Sunday, we won't be meeting, so we're all going to take a break, and we will resume play on the 2nd of uh, January. So please be there. It's um, with great sadness this morning that we need to just just let you guys know, some of you will have known uh, a lady called Debbie Crothers. Uh, Debbie was well known to several of us, was good friends with, uh, with a few of us, and uh, she was, was missing for the last eight days, and uh, you might have seen it over social media, but Debbie was found um, really sadly, she, she, she had died, and she was found yesterday, and I wanted to share that this morning, simply because it affects several people in the room. Um, but it affects our whole community, and, and our prayers are with her family and with her church family. Uh, she was very much involved at the Elim Church, and our prayers are very much with Johnny, who's the pastor there, who who knew Debbie and uh, and supported Debbie, and uh, that's a lot for them to bear today. And so, please be prayerful uh, for those guys as a community today. So Christmas, it's coming, it's coming. Are we ready? Who's ready for Christmas? If we had it tomorrow, who would be ready? Anyone? Yes. There's a few children's hands. Kids, have you finished school yet? Yes, I haven't. I've got two days in school tomorrow. Really looking forward to that. Uh, that wasn't sarcastic. I actually am, because I'm hoping no one's going to be in. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I didn't really say that, by the way. Don't. Uh, this, isn't, this is live, isn't it? Oh, flip. I'm really in trouble. But, uh, but anyway, what about us who, who, who work? Have we finished work yet for the holidays? Yes, no, few of us. Who is not going to get a holiday? Because you have to work through Christmas. Oh, God love you. Yes, 
health people, bless you. We love you and thank you for all that you do. This whole season is full of expectation as Christmas is coming. We're going to get there, and we always hope for a good one, that awful song that says, let's hope it's a good one. And then after Christmas, we kind of reflect and we ask each other, well, did you have a good Christmas? Uh, what did you get for Christmas? There's just this hypernet expectation, isn't there? And I didn't share it when, uh, when Gillian was asking, what's your expectation? I love a Christmas Eve curry. That's a real tradition in our home. We go to the Indian and uh, we just fill our boots with uh, lovely Indian takeaway. Christmas Day, park run, uh, it's just a tradition. God love the kids. I'm so glad they don't get up at the crack of dawn now. I go do the park run. They have to wait for me to get back so we can open the presents. I'm really mean. What a bad, terrible father, but that's just what we do. And then Christmas Day deliveries. So looking forward to getting out and, and, and taking some food from Onis with some presents to people in our community. That's a real highlight of the day. And again, we're, we're looking for some more drivers, actually, to help us with that. That's a shameless plug in amongst the notes. But please do. We do need some extra people. You can go onto our website, carrotfergusvineyard.org. I, I feel corrected. It's okay. Every time you said Carrot Fergus, she's giving it this to me, going, it's vineyard. I'm like, I'm not the one with the mic. So uh, stand corrected, Dave. That's the last time you do the notices, son. <laughs> and then... And then dinner at the in-laws, Brussels sprouts with breadcrumbs and bits of bacon. And uh, like Noah, I actually have in the notes, pigs in blankets. What a highlight. So, so good. What a far cry from the original Christmas. How things have changed. As Gillian quite rightly pointed out, the shepherds and the wise men, they weren't expecting what was to come, what would happen. And I doubt very much that they expected who this baby Jesus was and was to become as well. And as we prepare ourselves for this Christmas, I want us to look at exactly why Jesus came. As we celebrate the birth and the story that we love to remind ourselves with, let us remind ourselves why he came. We're going to watch a very brief uh, clip from a really good program. You might have heard me share. It's called The Chosen. Chantelle actually showed some last week. I thought she's opened the gateway for me to use clips also. And uh, this is a, just an intriguing conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. The whole clip lasts 10 minutes, but we're only going to show 1 minute 30 of it. But please do watch it later. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a teacher of the law. And he was open to the things that Jesus was saying and doing. He was intrigued in his life. And he wanted to know more about who he was and what his message was all about. I silenced. I have come to do more than speak words, Nicodemus. More miracles. Yes, but even more than that. Do you remember when the children of Israel complained against God and against Moses in the wilderness of Paran? Yes. They wanted to return to Egypt and they cursed the manna that God sent them. And then? They were bitten by serpents and they were dying. But? But God made a way for them to be healed. 
Moses lifted the bronze serpent in the desert and people only needed to look at it. So will the Son of Man be lifted up so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Our people are not dying from snake bites. They're dying from taxation and oppression. I'm sorry to disappoint you. But I did not come to deliver the people from Rome. Then from what? From sin. From spiritual death. God loves the world in this way. That he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. But have eternal life. So this has nothing to do with Rome. It's all about sin. God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, Nicodemus. He sent him to save it through him. So they have this conversation. And, and as a teacher of the law, as a Pharisee, he was expecting as were the people of Israel. They were expecting Messiah to come. But their expectation was that the Messiah would rid them of the oppression of Rome, of the taxation and the oppression of what they were experiencing, that they could be a free people. And when Nicodemus has this conversation with Jesus, Jesus doesn't say in the book, but says in the show, I'm sorry to disappoint you. That's not what I have come for. Your expectation of who I am is wrong. I have come for something far greater than that. I have come to free you of your sin, of spiritual death. Nicodemus says this has nothing to do with Rome. And Jesus goes on to explain and quotes the most well-known verse in the Bible, John 3, 16, which coincidentally today is the version verse of the day. God gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And it goes on to say, God did not send his son into the world to condemn it but to save it through him. That is why he came. That is why we have Christmas that is the gift of Christmas, that we would be free, that our sins would be atoned for, that we would be forgiven, and that in, and through relationship with him, we would have eternal life and to be with him forever and ever. That's it. That's the simple message, and that's the gift. It's life now in all its fullness. And believe you me, well, you know yourselves, life is tough. Yesterday, sitting with, um, with three of um, Debbie's close friends yesterday afternoon, it was just the grief and the, just the emotion of loss and, and pain and the, it's just, it's just, life's just tough. It's just hard. But Jesus steps into the hardness of our lives and says, come and we'll do this together. 
I have come that we may have life now, here, in all its fullness, even though it's hard, even though it's painful. But he presents his self with us. Christmas is meant to be a wonderful celebratory time, and I pray for all of us that we have that, that it's peaceful and it's restful. But Christmas is a blimmin' lousy time for a lot of people, and some of us will experience that. But Jesus, who was born into the mess of the stable, steps into the mess of our world and our lives and presents himself with us and gives us what we need. The last verses, I, I don't know why I wrote them down when I was preparing, and it was actually before I knew what, what we know now about our sister Debbie. I'm just going to end with the verses and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through them to us individually, personally. Paul writes to Timothy at the end of his life or to near the end of his life. He says, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. This was meant to be a family service, wasn't it? And I didn't mean it to be quite like it has ended. But Jesus' gift to us is himself at Christmas. And he is present in our lives.